Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1200. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app at Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Hey, good morning. I'm Karen Moscow, along with Tom Keen and Michael McKee. And the opening bell brought to you by SEI. Imagine your asset management firm's operational infrastructure as a competitive advantage. Let SEI show you how at SEIC.com slash imagine. And stocks, they're a little changed at the open. The S&P 500 at 2056. Dow Jones Industrial Average down 14 points now to 17,726. That's still less than a tenth of a percent. And the NASDAQ, little changed at 4735. Ten-year Treasury up 430 seconds. The yield 1.76%. The yield on the two-year, 0.71%. NYMEX crude oil down 1.2% or 53 cents to 44.11 a barrel. COMEX gold is up, or is down rather, 1.9% or $24. 20 cents to 1269.90 an ounce. The euro, $1.1393. The yen, 108.33. Tom and Mike. Karen, uh, thanks so much. Turn to the markets, of course, after jobs report. We look at the economy. We look forward to Friday's retail numbers. Oliver Chen joining us earlier. Dana Telsey not only brings an acute mind on retail, but also the heritage of her family and the mystery long ago of darkening the door of Bergdorf. When others didn't, her family was affiliated with the company, to say the least. Dana, good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. I look at the rock stud Valentino butterfly embroidered tie-dye tote bag at $2,895. This screams, I need this in the Hamptons. Is luxury dead or are we still buying luxury? You're still buying luxury, but it's in a different mindset than it was in the past. We have the issues of weak tourism that's definitely impacting the luxury goods sector in the U.S., along with the fact of stock market volatility, which is hampering the wealth effect. And that's why product innovation, like what you mentioned with the rock stud shoes and bags from Valentino, are what's needed to drive interest yeah. and drive sales growth. Yeah, they were needed this weekend. We didn't get there, uh, unfortunately. Dana, uh, when I look at luxury, the simple answer to me, given the challenge, Challenges in what we see within the Telsey Advisory Group reports is put out less stuff. Is there a responsibility and rigor among fashion to do less? I think the responsibility of fashion right now is you can't just do the same. Because if you're doing the same, you're not going to drive consumer interest. You're not going to be able to get that consumer in the door. So if anything, the ability to make what's old new again, what is doing at the highest end, for example, with the, Fendi, with the Fendi's of the world, is driving excitement. And you need to bring that to the low end and the masses in order to get them to spend. Wage growth is there, but there's a lot to choose from. Experience yeah. and services have a higher growth rate than goods. I, I want to go back to a question I asked earlier. Uh, are the young people, millennials or whatever the new generation is uh, called, are they buying less Stuff, or are they just buying less expensive stuff so they have stu- uh, money left over for experiences? They're buying less expensive stuff. There's so much better choice for cheap today than there was in the past, whether it's from H&M, from Inditex, from Primark, whether it's what you can find online. They're looking to, to have experiences, and there's they're now – in greater number than their parents. And the other interesting thing with millennials, millennials are going to inherit the most wealth. We've done a big report on millennials, and basically 
millennials are going to inherit $30 trillion from their parents over the next few, over the next, over the, by 2035, compared to the $12 trillion that baby boomers inherited. Well, not, not They've got me, money. <laughs> not, not from me. Uh, who does the best in that, in that, uh, di- uh, it's not discount, but cheap fashion space? I think you're seeing certainly the Inditexes and the H&Ms do very well in the fast fashion space, and they're expanding more aggressively in the United States. Dana, I mentioned the Valentino bag, and I guess you troop down to Bergdorf or name the other store, and you buy the thing if you have to. You know, I went to Corey Johnson. Corey sits where I sit, folks, for his wonderful show after ours. And, of course, Corey's Amazon account is queued up. Corey's looking, Dana, at the Valentino woman's black leather tote for 2400 off Amazon. Am I going to buy a bag for $2,400 off Amazon fashion? I think we're seeing more luxury goods companies work to integrate technology in the customer. I think online, it's not a question of either or, it's a question of both. So, yes, I think consumers are spending more dollars at higher tickets and online. And part of that is the iPhone has a bigger screen. So how do you advise investment given the the chit-chat we've just talked about? I mean, do you have a single best buy or a category that tells the advisory group thinks is attractive in this uh, in this mess we're in? Certainly think we're continuing to see strength in cosmetics. Look how selfies now are so important, and you have to look better when you're taking a selfie. God, yeah, I'll so, say so. I was thinking so. that the other day, <laughs> selfie with Michael McKeith. So Estee Lauder, Ulta are very attractive. We think that activewear isn't going away. The strength of activewear, whether it's a Nike or whether it's an Under Armour or whether it's in Lululemon, consumers are consolidating their wardrobes. And what you wear on the weekends, you wear to the office. So activewear certainly plays in that space. So Michael Kors, 50 to 100, back down to 50. Is that an opportunity for Dana Telsey or is that trouble ahead? It's an opportunity. Handbags are stabilizing. We've seen improved results out of Kate Spade and out of Coach, and we'll first get Coors results at the end of the month. You're the second one today to mention Coach. What's Coach? Coach made little red belts years ago. How is Coach becoming the new Coach? Reinventing itself. They got a new designer. They're putting in new products. They're becoming a bit more fashionable while still having credibility in the outlet space. One of the newest things you're going to see with handbags in the fall selling season, take a look at Fendi. You're going to have the base of the bag, but everyone's going to buy different handbag straps to mix mix and match. That becomes the new accessory. Thank you, Dana. I hope the sainted one's not listening to that. Say that again. We're going to buy the bag, and then we have multiple straps to go with our bag. Yep. It can be embroidered, embellished. It can be solid. You name it, it'll be new and different. (laughs) Yeah, said my checking account. Mike, save me here. (laughs) Uh, How often does fashion turn over these days? As fast as it used to? No, it seems like a little bit less. And part of the reason why, you don't have separate occasions. You don't have where to work, where on the weekend, where to the gym, or where to a party. Now it's where to a party, and everything else is all combined. And so the ability to move fashion you have to really give that consumer, whether it's tops, bottoms, or accessories, find something new to give them. And lately what's been changing is shoes. We've seen the most change in shoes. Go to any footwear department, and whether it's sandals, whether right. it's heels, whether it's boots, or even open-toe booties for the summer, 
that's where the newness uh, is. We're going to come back and talk open toe booties. Dana, very quickly here is Coach Vintage selling. They're selling their old look from a million years ago when they changed leather in America. Does Coach Vintage work? It is. It's working and it's selling. Fascinating. Dana Telsey, Telsey Advisory Group with us. We'll come back and talk about open-toed booties. Mike, what is it? You will look so good in those. I I was going to say the same thing. It is a joy to talk to Dana Telsey. Tucker is shivering at the thought. She is so wired in to the silliness of all this and the seriousness of it uh, with her decades of work. She's really wonderful, and we'll come back and seriously talk about boots and other. These boots were made. For, no. no, yeah, they, well, no, Dana wasn't around for that song. Unfortunately, I was. Uh, yeah. Nancy Sinatra. Uh, green on the screen now. As Mike mentioned earlier, the markets can't figure out what to do. It was green futures, red futures. Right now, up fifteen. S and P five hundred up fractionally. The VIX. Uh, I'm not going to call it doing much. Sort of what you'd see Monday after a jobs day. I will say yields come in. I'm watching a two year, particularly to four digits point seven one. Four zero in two basis points. That bears careful uh, watching. <laughs> the yen weaker. The yen one hundred eight one hundred eight thirty five. Time now to check in with Michael Barr and get the latest world and national headlines. Mike, Tom, thank you very much. About 80,000 residents of Fort McMurray in Alberta, Canada, are hoping that cooler temperatures and light rain will help firefighters get the upper hand on a wildfire that has already scorched about 400,000 acres. Officials say about 1,600 homes and other buildings have been destroyed. The latest effort to relaunch the Syrian peace process is taking place today in Paris. U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry is on hand for the talks and a meeting with France's foreign minister. Representatives of other countries, including Britain, Germany, Saudi Arabia, and the EU, have also been invited for a meeting in the presence of the head of the Western-backed Syrian opposition coalition. Mercury is making a rare move across the sun. Now, from now until about 2.30 Eastern time, you can see the event, and you will need special binoculars or telescopes to view it, just as Tom said earlier. NASA's Stephen Reinhardt says Mercury's journey helps scientists learn more about Earth. We're learning about the, the weather on the sun, and that weather actually has the opportunity to, to have an effect on us here on Earth. So it's, it's nice to understand uh, how our sun behaves so that we can understand its effect on us in the long term. The event will happen again in three years, and then after that it won't take place until the year 2032. Now we'll Global be around for that. 2032, we'll, we'll be here. We'll be here. We can see it. But get the special binoculars and telescopes that you mentioned. So guys, well, I want to see it. I'm glad you mentioned it, Michael Barr. Very seriously, folks, don't look at the sun even for a few seconds. It can cause damage. To your retina, that, of course, very important. Michael Barr, thank you. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by T2 Computing, a new kind of IT solutions company for workflow, mobility, and infrastructure. Let them explain how their expertise can help you gain greater business value. Visit T2Computing.com for more information.